0: This is our prayer. Flood us with light, Lord. This is our prayer, Lord. The left or to the right flood us with light, Lord. The entrance of your work is life. The
1: entrance of your word.
0: Heart to
1: make. Oh, flood us with light, Lord. In your light, we see
0: light. In your light. my light and my salvation Hallelujah. of whom shall I be afraid when he is my light
1: Hallelujah. David said,
0: he lightens my darkness Hallelujah. my parts are full of light
1: Hallelujah.
0: keep me Lord oh. in your light Join us with light, Lord. When I don't know God, whether to go to the left or to the right, you say that I shall hear a voice behind me telling me the way I should go. The voice of the Holy Spirit. Keep me from the path of error. May I not be wise in my own eyes. Wisdom light life. You promised.
1: Wisdom like
0: life. <clears throat> so we ask here today. Flood us with light Lord light we need light we need light we need your light we need your light we need your light your light is pure there's no error in your light. he says it is the true light that lights every man that comes into the world Light us for true light, light us for true light, Jesus our light, Jesus our light, Jesus our light, keep us from deception, keep us from error, keep us from sleeping oh God, he says that in the last days you don't know who it is says but the spirit is telling us that in the last days those who are in the faith will find themselves departing it may be you it may be me but we must always ask for his light. flood us with light Lord please hold hands he says we being many members are one body the body of Christ today is under severe attack From the world, governments are seeking to do away with with Christianity, religion is offering new kinds and strange theologies, but we must remember what our Lord said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. person you are holding is part of something much bigger than you understand if they believe in jesus christ and have subscribed to his righteousness they are part of the stones which the lord is using to build his house who are we to remove the stone that the lord has chosen to build for he at one point was the rock which the builders rejected. But he is the chief cornerstone now. We pray, Lord,
1: flood us with light
0: that we may see, that we may know flood us with light that we may discern the times flood us with light that I may see my brother my sister that I may love them Lord as you do says by these shall the world know that you are my disciples when you love one another us Lord for our selfishness says in the last days men shall become lovers of themselves
1: flood us with light Lord
0: jesus name we pray amen you may sit hallelujah The last days were then, and if the coming of the Lord was close then, how much more 2000 years later? The Bible tells us that he must be withheld, the heavens must hold him until everything spoken concerning him can be fulfilled. We are living in Times where the things which Jesus and the Scriptures foretold concerning the seasons in which He would come back are unfolding before our eyes. You know, Jesus said to the Pharisees, "says You hypocrites, you know how to tell the signs of the sky." When one wind blows this way, you say, it will rain today. When it blows the other way, you say, it will be sun. He says, how do you, or how can you tell the signs of the sky? Not be able to tell the signs of the times. But then he told us the signs of the times. He says, the coming of the Son of Man shall be like the days of Noah. And as the body of Christ, we must remind ourselves constantly that He is coming. He says, Watch. That's what He said. Watch. Watch. Always be vigilant. For you know not when your Master cometh. He says, The kingdom of heaven. Is like a man that casts a dragnet into the sea and he brings out fish of all kinds, some good, some bad, and then he separates them. In the context of the kingdom of heaven, there are two churches. There is the wheat and the tares. There is the wise virgin and the foolish virgin. There is the apostate and there is the glorious church.
1: told us constantly and he told his disciples, Beware that you are not deceived.
0: Deception is Satan's last trump card. Last trump card. And he says that deception will be so strong that if possible, even the elect, even the elect, if, if the, strong, the strength, the concentration of the deception of the times that he promised. He said it will be so strong that if possible, even the elect will be deceived. Because not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, will enter heaven. says many of them that day will say, Lord, we did things in your name. We worked miracles. We did signs and wonders. We prophesied in your name. Because I'll tell them, get thee away from me. There's only those who do the will of my Father. Only those who do the will of my Father. Christianity, brothers and sisters, offers us an opportunity to become the construct of God's building in and of itself John said they went out from us that it might be revealed that they were not from us in the first place so when we talk about Christianity we are talking about the construct the thing that God made available for us to participate in his plan but in this Christianity there are They are wolves, they are sheep. The wolves are so decorated that you can't tell because they dress themselves in sheep. Okay. Only the Spirit of Truth can help us in these last days. He is our greatest asset. Jesus, John said, you have an anointing and anointed from the Holy One and it teaches you all things mm-hmm. today we are forfeiting that that inward action because of outward enticements you can see that this thing is not right but you are staying what you are forfeiting The power that Jesus Christ by His Spirit gave us to help us against the deception of the Antichrist. You must know, Antichrist is not somebody who is against Jesus. Antichrist is somebody, the spirit of Antichrist is not against Jesus. His primary function is to replace Him. Is to take His place. so the spirit of truth provides a system where Jesus' place in the church is exalted is kept safe without the spirit of truth present in any ministry in any church in any society of Christian people there is no way the place of Jesus Christ can be kept he said he shall speak not of himself but whatever he Shall speak to me. Then he says he shall glorify me. Jesus is coming back. And what manner of man will he find us as, as when he comes back? You know, it's so close. Can I show you something? And then we'll discuss our series. Revelation chapter three. Galatians chapter
1: 3.
0: Notice the letters, the epistles, the message that Jesus gave John. He said, I want you to tell the churches. The churches. You know, what we must ask ourselves as the body of Christ is is whether or not we belong to Jesus. Because if we belong to Him and profess to belong to Him, then we should not walk and do as we think and as we deem what is right. Because that's what's happening in the body of Christ today. The formulation of personalized theology. I often ask myself, when Christians read the Bible, what, what are they really thinking? When they look and study the scriptures, and I, I come to the community, either they don't really read the Bible, or they read it with very closed eyes, because if our hearts, our eyes will open and we'll, we will really students of the Word of God. We'll never be deceived. It will be difficult for a man or a woman who comes in the name of Jesus to deceive us. Because He left us five telling signs of the presence of the Spirit of truth within a body, within a church. It says, for the equipping of the saints, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith, and to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Five telling signs that, that a ministry is endorsed by Christ. When all those things, all one or four or five or two or the entire signs are missing. It should tell you something.
1: Because Jesus
0: Christ will always work, the Spirit of Christ will always work in accordance with God's plan. Today it seems that like the Holy Spirit has taken a veto into what God has designed for the church to be. The church is not a place where we offer people help. No. The church is a place where people are built to become a building, a tabernacle, a habitation for God to live. Today, church is designed in such a way that it is there to offer people help. Mm -hmm. The standards of perfection in the church, and nowhere to be found. Yet it is the duty of the Spirit to bring us to perfection. Why are we forfeiting the standards of God for what is convenient for us? What is convenient for us? You listen to the messages today that are on the internet. You listen to the messages today that are on TV preached. By men of God. You ask yourself. Where did he hear God? Because a relationship that a man has with God. Will not be so special. That it exceeds the limitations. The boundaries given to us. In the scriptures. It's convenient. He it says they will seek. What? A message. That is what each they all cough up for themselves teach us Think about that And when men and women who God raises up to teach the word of God to teach the truth or the gospel say, so, you no know, they're not relevant to a generation. What, what is more important?
1: Mm-hmm. Relevant
0: to identification with Christ. Look at our churches in Africa. Our black churches in Africa. Most of it is brought into is brought through the context of the African society so the message is come but in an African context does the gospel make a distinction between white and black blue and gray no says there is neither Gentile nor Jew but we are all one in Christ a Babylonian gospel that god wants you f- to be materially blessed before holiness, before righteousness, before being
1: spiritually strong.
0: We prioritize things before character, essence, the the very qualities that promote our Christian experience. You hear it in our preaching. Seven keys to be successful. Twelve blessings of the Apostles. Christianity as it is today has deviated from the path of Christ. It is true. It is true. Men whom God had anointed who are at the forefront in our Christian are, are given over to greed. They systemize the way where whatever is said from the world will always point back to one thing. Their exaltation financial. He says, Whose God is their belly? It's nothing new. But you must ask yourself, will you sanctify yourself to become part of the glorious church because when rapture comes not every christian will move not every christian will at least 50 percent of all christians today in the world will remain notice i said at least because the, 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 the communication of prophetic scripture is that only a remnant shall be saved. It is something that has been carried out throughout generations since the fall. It was a third of the angels that fell. Two thirds remained. So there is always a remnant. The Bible says even though Israel is as numerable as the sand on the seashore, yet only a remnant shall be saved. You ask yourself, where, which path will you fall under? Because it does not yet appear that we are different. But the Bible says, "The Lord knows those who are His." It says two shall be in the field, one shall be taken, one shall remain. And you look at your life. Against the mirror of the world, it will tell you whether or not. If you were to come tomorrow at 12 p.m., will you remain or will you go? Oh, oh, Baba, let's try a little hope. You all know I am safe.
1: Oh, <laughs> I am safe. I am born again. So. Uh, <laughs>
0: jesus provided us for three things that you will need in the times in which the state of the church will resemble the radoshin church said there are three things that you need that will secure your destiny in christ because the seventh church jesus stopped speaking at the seventh church he stopped speaking the seventh there is an eighth message for the eighth church Let me show you. Chapter 3. Chapter 3 Revelation verse 14. Laodicea is the seventh church, right? Is the church that was cold look warm in the things of god towards jesus they were neither hot they were neither cold so they had their feet in the world and in the spirit he says and to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write these things says the amen and the faithful and true witness the beginning of the creation God, I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. You see that? Says, I know your works that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot, so that because you are lukewarm, you understand what, what, what Jesus is saying. He says, I wish, I could wish that you were hot or cold. Why? Because now it put him in a dilemma. The hot, if they were hot, he would know how to deal with them. If they were cold, he would know how to deal with them. But they are a mixture of cold and hot. So he puts him in a, in a very precarious situation because now he knows the hot ones will receive a certain kind of judgment. The cold one receive its definite. So they are mixed. So he says, I could wish that you are neither cold nor hot i know how to deal with you but so that because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot listen what he says i will vomit you out of my mouth i will vomit i will vomit you out of my mouth he's defining conditions that god is unable to tolerate Conditions state in the Christian lives, in the Christian community, in the Christian church that Jesus is unable to, he cannot tolerate such kinds of conditions in his system. He, his system, his spirit does not allow him to continue to keep those who are in or and out at the same time. says, I will format you out. This is the in church. When he speaks, He's not just speaking to the church in that dispensation, but He's speaking to every church and any church that will characterize the state of this church. He says, I will vomit you out. I will vomit you. I will spit you out. He uses a strong word. I will vomit you out of my mouth. Oh <laughs> then he says because you say listen to, to, to this church because you say I am rich have become wealthy and have what need of notice what the 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 deception of the riches that the church had caused them to think that they required nothing else Except what they are already possessed. Because I have need of nothing. Just because you say so. I have need of nothing. And you do not know. And you do not know. And you do. What was going on in this church? Babylon and Crepe. Kri- Mammon was not enshrined in their heart. And that's the thing about mama the deception that mama provides is that once you have it you do not think that you need any other thing. it is what it is much more easier for a camel to, to to enter through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. because he thinks in his riches he is secure he says tell those who have riches not to trust in uncertain riches But even those who do not have the riches may be deceived by what? They are love, they are lust, they are greed. That the only objective in life is to go after money. The only objective in life is to go after prosperity and success. And that's the message of the church today. God wants you successful. God wants you prosperous. God wants you financially well and this is what we offer the poor because the poor needs something to hold on to but we use their state in life to what to prosper our own greed to fund our own desires since you say i am rich i am wealthy and i do not need anything but you do not know he's telling the church you are blind you do not know you do not know. You do not know. They, they were oblivious to their spiritual condition. May we not find ourselves in such a state guys? Where we think. We are all right spiritually. Says you do not know. This is, this is Jesus the master talk. Says you do not know. That you are wretched. Mm. Mm. could it be that we fill our stadiums we fill our churches with people who do not know listening to people who have who have deceived themselves that they are alright with God. Just because a minister drives a nice car, wears nice suits, lives in a nice mansion with a beautiful wife with good-looking kids, you think, oh, he's he's got to be a man of God, and he preaches nice. He's got to be a man of God. We have gotten to a place where we measure spirituality by the material possession that men possess, and we say, because you have, you are a
1: man of God. Mm.
0: If you don't have, you are a weak man of God. Uh, We measure spirituality based on our material contents. You are some of the people who go to to some folks who you can hear. The message tells everything about the man.
1: The
0: message tells everything because if the message is your relationship with Christ. If the message is the operation of the spirit of truth. If those elements are there, there will be no message. You will be talking, but you will be talking air. But your, your air speech will be covered up by what? By your your money, your material content. So the church has lost deception. The church has lost its power of discernment. The church can discern. Whatever appears good is good today in the church. When did we hear Jesus say, be like the world? Babylon is invited. The spirit of the world is invited. The Holy Ghost is kicked out. We'll only need you when we speak, just to try and make the people see that we are connected to you. Since you do not know. In the absence of discernment, deception will be prevalent. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Because today we 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 do not question the genuinity, the legitimacy of a message, or oh, because it is coming from in my men of God. Yet the Bible says there was the church in, in Berea who were not like the Lodosius, who every time when Paul spoke, they went back home and the Bible says they would search the scriptures to see that what was said was really so. Yeah. Today your honor of a man makes you veto your responsibility to seek the scriptures he is my man of God, he will never deceive me, he loves me. He may love you. He may be genuine, brothers and sisters. He may be affectionate toward you, but do not for one second think that he is not prone to deception himself. So where does discernment begin? When we take up the responsibility To weigh what is said in the pulpit by what is said in the scripture. So the Bible becomes your standard. I love you, but I have a standard to live by. If That's where discernment truly starts. If discernment by the scripture is not in your life a high standard, discernment by the Spirit will be impossible. People are deceived because they don't read their Bible. So he says, Jesus says, You do not know. And this characterizes today's church. We do not know. We do not know. And when you start questioning, you know, you, you, you know what those who are in the church say? Say, no, do not go against the Lord's anointed. Do not touch the Lord's anointed. You are not touching him you are you are testing his content the Bible says test all spirits test all spirits that means every spirit that talks to you just test it for the spirit of error does not accept that Jesus has come in the flesh but what do you mean the man of God he's a man the man of God it is the man of he's a man who represents God. He is a man. His station as a man of God does not what? Does not exempt him from scrutiny. Your Bible is your most valuable standard. Says you do not know. You do not know. Says you do not, you do not, you do not know that you are wretched. (laughs) That you are wretched. You are miserable. Miserable. Poor. Listen to what Jesus said. Though they had the riches, Jesus said, You are full. You are blind and then he says you are naked the condition of the lejusian church she is wretched troubled she is miserable she is poor she is blind and she is naked and she does not even know it Church every day, we sing the songs, we jump up and down, but there's righteousness, there's poverty, there's nakedness, there's miserableness. And we don't even know. You say worship, you don't know, you are miserable. Why? Because the light detector, the scanner in the church is missing. So you can't tell even when something is wrong with the pastor, even something is wrong in the congregation, no. You don't know. You don't know. This is the condition of the Laodicean church and this is where the body of Christ is. The problem here is not their nakedness, poverty, miserability or wretchedness or nakedness. The problem is their inability to deserve their condition their inability to discern their state. Because it is easier when you know what you are to come and humble yourself before God. That's why there's no brokenness in the body of Christ. That's why God is far away. He says, unto a broken and contrite spirit I am close. He tells you, if you're not broken, if you're not contrite, He's not close to you. But the deception is that he is close. He is close. No one And there's no brokenness. There's no humility. is the, what discernment has left. Discernment has left. No discernment. But really do you sit down after church service and ask yourself, but pastor, what? why did he say that? Let me find out. No, it's his Pastor, He knows God, spends time with God, bless bless him and receive it. And then you forget it. Your glasses are broken. So, because you do not take the, the, the efforts to fix them, just say uh, it's fine. Whatever he says is good. It's powerful.
1: It's powerful.
0: <laughs> How many times are Jesus' messages accepted? Very few. Very, few, very few. Because man, man, man by himself, cannot receive anything from God. Now if he receives every other thing, even if it's not from God that you give him, what does that tell you about his thing? So what the church has done is that the church has decorated herself. we we'll beautify ourselves. And sold ourselves like prostitutes, and said to the world, "Look, we have made it. Look at us; we have what you have." If there is a problem when we have what the world has, because we are supposed to be different in every respect, the world is the opposite of what the church should be. And now we flaunt say, we have what you have. We have the money, we have the buildings, we have the people. The world is excited. The world is happy. Remember, he says, we know that the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Satan is at the helm of whatever is going on here in this world. By now, if you don't know that, brothers and sisters, you are far deep in deception. He says, you do not know. You do not know. Verse 18. I counsel you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Says, I counsel you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Three things that we need in the church. Says, I counsel you to what? To buy. You must buy three things from Him. Says, He's counseling you to buy three things from Him. Says, to buy what? Gold. Refined in the fire. That you may be. So, Jesus has a substance. He has, he possesses a substance. A substance that if any man can buy, obtain from him, it will make him rich. So, he's telling us that it matters how you become rich. The source of your wealth matters. So there is a source, a substance that Jesus can give us that can make us rich. But the reason why we are unable to attain unto the riches that God has reserved for us in the kingdom is because we are still busy trying to chase the riches of Mammon. We are so hooked up to Mammon, so 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 sold off to Mammon that we are we are blinded by our own desire to attain the righteousness of Mammon that we fail to see that there is a substance that can make us rich in gold. Says, buy from me gold, gold. Buy from me gold, from me. It is not the gold you find in the mines. No, it says, buy from me gold. It is a substance it says you will be rich. So he does not have a problem with you wanting to be rich. He has a problem with the source, with the motive, how you got your riches. Is it through the system of mammon, or is it through buying gold from me? That's why until the body of Christ gets to a state where they realize this thing, that God is more willing and more able to abundantly grant us wealth, we will never stop chasing after Mammon because Mammon will all, always offer us an enticing and pulling strength toward us. But he says, "Buy from me gold." They said, "I am rich." He said, "You are poor,
1: yeah.
0: but I can make you rich. Buy from me gold. Buy, buy." Buy from me, God, that you may be rich. And then he says, buy what? And white garments. He says, buy from me white garments. What are white garments? The Bible says, the white garments are the righteousness of the saints. Mm-hmm. He says, the white garments is the righteousness. He said to the Saudi uh, church, he says, they, they shall walk with me in white raiment or white robes. In righteousness, just buy from me white garments that you may be what? clothed. It's telling us something that except, except we are clothed in white, we are naked. Nakedness to him is the absence of righteousness, not only righteousness but the walk of righteousness. says that you may be Mm -hmm. and that the shame of your nakedness may not be be revealed so that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. The last one, he says, and anoint your eyes with Isa that you may see because they are blind. So he offers solutions to their depravity. He says, buy gold, white garments, and anoint yourself with Isa. Anoint yourself with Isa that you may see. Five conditions that characterizes this church, not HST, but the body of Christ in general. And three things that can alleviate the problem. Eyes that you may see. This is the seventh church. There is the eighth. The eighth is the glorious church. Is the church though. the will be 3 Read chapter chapter four verse one. After these things I looked and behold a door standing in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me. Come up here and I'll show you things which must take place afterwards. Immediately I was in the spirit. This is the church. That will find. That church. exalted magnified glorified because that's where it starts He says seeing that our salvation draws nigh what manner of man are we to be what kind of man should we be we are getting there we are getting there. And we must always remind ourselves of what is important and what is significant. What we hear, what is being preached and taught to us, must always promote growth, holiness, closeness to Christ, love for Jesus. Mm-hmm. He said in the Ephesus Church, you do, you're doing everything right except one thing. You left your first love. So loving Jesus is not about works. It's not about what you do. It's about relationship, it's about communion, it's about fellowship. We are the church of Jesus Christ. Let us start walking like him. Hallelujah. Amen. Revelation chapter 1. So we started teaching on the priesthood and the kingdom, right? For 45 minutes, we'll just continue on that thread.
1: And I said to you last week
0: that the reason, the purpose why the priesthood was established was to exalt the holiness of God, right? was to magnify, the purpose, was to magnify the holiness of God and was to uh, I don't want to say promote, but, but was to express the holiness and righteousness of God hence, the priesthood was established because the priesthood was the office in which the priest functioned in, in offering sacrifices and gifts unto God for the sake of man and for themselves. And I told you that in its lowest expression, the priesthood was what? Was a preservation system of judgment against the sins of the people, right? So the priest stands as a bridge between God and man. His job is to interface God to man and also to represent man to God right uh, following me so the 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 priesthood i said to you is the highest office that is that can be occupied in the kingdom of god because of its purpose number one and because of the idea that god had behind it because the idea that god had behind it was that through the priesthood he would create a kingdom of interfaces a kingdom of intercessors a kingdom that is able to interface the spirit dimension to creation and also represent creation to god because only the priesthood could stand before the holy of holies are you following me now now the priesthood that was established at that time came from who from aaron it was a a levitical priesthood at which Aaron was at the helm. So the Aaronic priesthood, because he was the high priest, was the standard of that time. So in the priesthood we have protocols. We had ordinances. And we had responsibilities. The responsibilities of the priesthood were given to the Levites. Which which would take care of, of cleaning uh, the lampstands, cleaning the uh, altars and so forth but the the responsibility of the high priest was to always enter into the holy of holies, but for the atonement once again for the atonement of the nation the sins of the nation so they will enter there because God needed to do that because at that time at that time men had already fallen So we are seeing the the priesthood in its fallen state, in the Aaronic order. But in its pristine state, the priesthood is expressed perfectly by a man called Melchizedek. So I want to read you something. Revelation chapter 1. Are you there? And to him, verse 5. To him who has loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and made us kings and priests to his God and Father. Notice, he washes us first. Are you following me? He washes us first in his own blood. From what? From our own sins and made us kings and priests to God his Father. So this priesthood has nothing to do with sins. Because our sins has already been done away with in His own blood. So He says He made us kings and priests to His God and Father. To Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. So He has already made us. We are kings. We are priests to God so he says he has provided for his children because now we are his children now we are his people now we are a kingdom peter says a royal priesthood a royal priesthood so everybody now in the kingdom has the opportunity to serve god as a priest now the priest could not enter into the holy of holies only into the holy place because their degree of holiness did not match the protocol of the holiness required upon the high priest. But Jesus has done that for us by entering into the holy place for us. By that, you offer a new way that every priest now can enter into the holy of holies. Based not on his own holiness but on the holiness of Christ Jesus. So the peace is a high office even higher than the fivefold even higher than the fivefold because the position that Christ jesus himself now holds is that of the high priest says the high priest of good things to come so because he's our high priest there is no prayer that god will not answer there is no intercessory uh, 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 prayer that God will not answer. Provided we we function within the protocol of the priesthood. So the priesthood is a, is, a, is a kingdom thing. You are washed in his blood to become a king and a priest. To become a king and a priest. <laughs> Those are the functions, listen, those are functions that existed when God created his throne. We have what we call elemental creatures or, 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 or pristine creatures. The creatures that God created before every other thing. We have the four living creatures. Before God created man, he had four living creatures, right? And in one of those, faces there was the face of a man so before god created a man there was already a revelation in the heavens of what of man then you have the 24 elders who the Bible says were heavenly saints these were men that were created before god made adam so god already had what already had a framework through which he would make man so he said let us make man in our image So you have the twenty-four elders who are men and then you had the four living creatures who had the face of a man These are creatures, we call them foundational beings So ask yourself, before God even made the man Adam these creatures, these men were made, were created and their function, the Bible says the twenty-four elders had crowns You don't have a crown unless you are a king. Right? That they were crowned. That they were crowned means that they were what? And the Bible said they sat where? On thrones. On 24 thrones they sat. On 24 thrones. And the four living creatures the Bible says, surrounded his throne. But Ezekiel gives us a picture that they were actually the what, the wheels of the throne. He says he rides upon the chariots upon the chariot. He rides upon the chariot. upon the wings of the chariot. He rides. Now, the four living creatures and the 24 elders, which are foundational creatures, foundational beings, participated in the order of kingship and priesthood. I will show you Revelations Revelation chapter 4. Number eight, and the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, What holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne, who lives forever, the 24 elders. Fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. Cast their crowns before the throne saying, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive what? Glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed. And that's a duty of what? priesthood. So they serve God in worship. But the fact that there was already the face of a man within the four living creatures tells you that God was preparing a priesthood that would be spearheaded by a man. The fact that there were 24 elders on the throne which were men, had the similitude of a man, was telling us that God was already foreshadowing a reality, a point in time where there would be both man as
1: king and priest.
0: chapter 5 verse 8 now when he had taken the scroll the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb each having a hop and golden bowls full of incense which are the prayers of the saints notice 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 the 24 elders not the angels the 24 elders and the four living creatures were holding bowls full of incense, the Bible says, those, those were the prayers of the saints. Why were the four living creatures holding the prayers of the saints? Why were the twenty-four elders holding the prayers of the saints? Because in the heavens they represented them.
1: Ah, Jesus.
0: They identified with men, And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll. To open its seals, for you were slain, you were re- Now listen to And redeemed us to God. Now, when were the elders redeemed? When were the living Christians redeemed? So it tells us that when Jesus redeemed mankind, there was also a redemption of the four living creatures. But it was more than that. It was the offices that God redeemed. Because Adam lost the kingdom. So he had to redeem the offices. So he redeemed us to God by your blood. He has washed us in his blood and made us kings. That blood, the washing of our sins, made us kings and priests. And you have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Read verse 10.
1: and And have made us what? say this, the
0: creatures and the elders, you have made us priests and kings to God. So the living creatures and the elders were kings, were priests to God. Notice their function. They had golden bowls full of incense. In another instance, they are casting down their crowns and they are worshipping him who lives forever. And they are crying, holy, holy. Is it not the purpose of the priesthood to express God? But the, the priesthood that God gave to Aaron was deficient. So God had to do, had to bring in a new priesthood because that priesthood did not have a kingdom. That priesthood did not have a king. It was not a king-priest kingdom. So Jesus, a priesthood, so Jesus could not come through that priesthood because it only had the priesthood, not the kingdom within the priesthood. So, God had to look elsewhere to bring in a new order of a priesthood that would both legitimize a man to be a king and a priest at the same time, to sit at the throne and execute judgment, and also to sit and stand before the holy place and offer offerings to God. It was not allowed in the Old Testament. When Uzziah tried it, he was a king. The Bible says he went and offered offerings, and God struck him with leprosy. Why? Because it is not the duty of a king to offer sacrifices. Saul tried it. When, when Samuel took time to come, he offered up and judgment was given upon him. Why? Because it is not the responsibility of a king to offer sacrifices. But in essence, God had determined that they would rise a kingdom where the kings in the kingdom can also offer sacrifices. Genesis. slaughter of Kings, verse 18. Then Melchizedek, matona Melchizedek, they got so Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of the Most High. Melchizedek, he was the priest of the Most High. He came out bringing water. I mean, wine and bread, right? And he blessed him. And say, Blessed be Abraham of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand and he gave him a tithe of all. Mm. Then Melchizedek, king of Satan, king of Satan, king of Satan, brought out what bread and wine he was the peace of the Most High. He brought what? what? He was who? He was king of Salem.
1: And he was also what?
0: Priest of the Most High. Who is this milk? Hebrews. Holy God. You are holy God. You are holy God. Saka Brandas, a sugar brand, a zombo brand, a zigglete, a brand, a chapter seven. I'm hungry for reality, I'm hungry for truth, Lord. Hungry for reality. Chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, King of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. This Melchizedek, King of Salem, priest of the Most High God, this Melchizedek, king of sin. Now you understand why the priesthood of Jesus had to come through the order of Melchizedek. But who is this Melchizedek? Because he is a mystery. Paul says, of whom we have much to say, but we are dull of hearing. For by now you are to be teachers. But there is much to say about Melchizedek. How did Paul know Melchizedek? Abraham gave a tenth of part of all first being translated king of righteousness. Can I, can I say something here to you and help you? When Abraham gave a tithe or tithe to Melchizedek, the law and Moses was not yet constructed. This was done outside before the law of Moses. It was done even before the Old Testament. The Old Testament begins with Moses. Now, when people today come and say, this type thing is an Old Testament thing, they are blaspheming. And they are oblivious to the scripture. The order of Melchizedek is the order that's standing today. And it was in that order that Abraham gave time. And today, Jesus is a high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek, not according to the order of Aaron. So it doesn't matter whether or not tithes left or disintegrated with the Aaronic priesthood. What matters is that the priesthood and the order of Melchizedek is still standing today. And Adam, Abraham, paid tithes to Melchizedek. So every Christian today, should he or or she not pay tithes? He should, because the the principle is not from Aaron, the principle is from Melchizedek, and Melchizedek is still relevant today. Because he says forever, that priesthood will stand. So they take the giving of tithes from where? From Aaron. But it was Levite through Abraham that paid tithes. That's why he says, here men receive tithes, but there he receives them. Tithe is not money. Are you listening to me? Tithe is not money. Tithe is what the Bible says, and Melchizedek blessed Abraham. For he said that Abraham God gave Abraham over into his enemies and when Abraham came back from the slaughter of kings the Bible says he came back with spoils riches, the 10th part of the spoil is what was the tithe, now it was not the tithe, the money that was essential it was what it represented it represented the fact that it was God that gave Abraham the victory So when you tithe up your finances, it's not the money that counts. It's the fact that you acknowledge that that money came from God in the first place. So the reason why the blessing has left the tithing is because the Christians have made it about money. It's about the blessing. See, our Christian lives will be empty if the Scriptures do not become the standard of living. I'm not talking about opinions, men's opinions. Talk about the Word of God. says, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being translated king of righteousness. And then also king of Satan. Meaning king of peace. Oh. Without father. This is Melchizedek. Without father. Without mother. Without genealogy. You cannot trace his genealogy. Now many have said Melchizedek was Jesus. It's false because you can trust the genealogy of Jesus. Jesus has a father. Jesus has a mother. His father is the Holy Spirit. His mother is Mary. His genealogy is from David. So Melchizedek cannot be Jesus because it was after that order that God instated him as a high priest. Having neither beginning of days no end of life, but made like, a, like the son of God forever. Here's the clue. Remains. He was a priest when he met Abraham. He is still a priest today. Remains a priest continually. Now consider how great this man, the Bible says, he was a man. Not an angel. Some have said that he was an angel. He was not an angel. Because the Bible says, consider how great this man was. Some say Melchizedek was Michael. He can't be. To whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth part of the spoils. So time is about what? Is about, is about is about the proof of submission. Because Melchizedek was greater than Abraham. Abraham had to submit himself under Melchizedek. Now, who is Melchizedek? I'll tell you who is Melchizedek. He's one of those 24 elders sitting on the throne. That's who he was. That's who he is. The elders. Some have said the elders, the 24 elders are are the 12 apostles and the 12 tribes. Did John see himself when he went there because John was part of the 12? And the only time you learn about the elders is when? In Revelation. But the elders say we are kings and priests. The only, the only link Melchizedek can have, because Melchizedek is a man, is to them. I can show you again. Bob says at the mouth of two or three. revelations
1: mm-hmm. Remember Melchizedek
0: represented an order an order and all Hebrew chapter 5 mm. Hebrew chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 5. So also Christ did not glorify himself to become high priest, but it was he who said to him, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As he also says in other, another place, You are what? A priest forever, according to what?
1: Order. The word
0: order, there is the Greek word taxis. Texis means a succession. So he's a high priest forever, according to the succession of Melchizedek. Now remember, Melchizedek, was not only a man, but was a representation of what? Of an order. An order where kings are priests. You follow me? Where kings are priests. That order does not exist anywhere else on earth. It is not there. That's why God had to bring it through Melchizedek, because he was the king of Satan and also the priest of the most high god so jesus is a priest forever according to the order the succession of melchizedek who was what a king priest so you are a royal a kingdom of priests and kings let's go to Revelation. There, so if he saw he saw he saw a scroll one sitting and nobody could open. So he said, uh, No one in heaven or earth was able to open the scroll. So I web much because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll and to look at it. Read verse 5, please. Read verse 5. But one of one of one of, one of, one of, one of, said to, Do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to lose it. seven Six. seals. Right? Daniel chapter 7. Verse 9. I watched for the throne you put in place. The Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow. The hair of his head was like wool. His throne was a fiery flame. Its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued forth and came forth from before him. A thousand, thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. This is God. The court was seated. And the books were... Who attended the courts? I watched them because of the sound of the pompous word which the homeless I watched till the beast was slain and his body given to the burning flame For as for the rest of the beast they had dominion taken away Yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time I was watching in the night visions And behold one like the son of man coming with the clouds of heaven he came to the ancient of days and they brought him near him. Then to him was given a dominion and a glory and a to all peoples and nations and languages which serve him. His dominion is end, ever, which shall not pass out, and his kingdom, the one which shall be. I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit within my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. Then he says. I came to what? One of those who stood by. Who? Now let me ask you a question. Who were those that stood by? It says, I came to one of those who stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made known to me the interpretation of these things. who's, who's, Who's this that knows these things? One day, the Lord gave me a vision. In the vision, I was kneeling in heaven before the throne of God. So I'm kneeling down before the throne of God. And the hand touched me like this. So, in kneeling down, I'm thinking who this might be? I'm thinking maybe it's Jesus. Mm. So it touches me again. So when I look, it's a tall man. Probably seven or eight feet tall. He's dressed in all white and he's wearing a crown. So I looked at him. I thought it was Jesus but you know inside you know jesus when you see if 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 you ever see jesus you would know it's jesus he will not need to tell you i am jesus no you would know he is jesus why because the spirit of christ is inside you so inside he he, he looked like you are jesus but he wasn't jesus and was wearing a crown so i'm kneeling down he's telling him so He says to me, Arise. So, I arise. Over there, the throne of God. So I arise, I look at Him. And then He says, I am. He tells me His name. Some long name. Long, I think maybe 13 words. 13 letters. That name. He says, I am one of those who occupies the seat here. He says, the one who sits on the throne asked me to tell you what shall come to pass in the time not too far from here. And then he told me several things. Now, think about it. Think about it. If these folks have been sitting there for such a long time, they must know some things about what God will do the plans of God, things written up, right? Because they've been there. I mean, for eons, they've been sitting there. So in my mind, I was saying to the, you know, while he's speaking, in my mind, I'm saying, Lord, isn't I'm here? Why can't you tell me these things? He said, I am teaching you the fellowship of spirits. I want to talk to you in the series, okay? communion of spirits. This is where it came from. So I'm teaching you communion fellowship with spirit then he gave me the scripture let me show you mm-hmm. now I'm answering uh, Melchizedek Zechariah chapter number chapter number three. Who told, who told Daniel that the Prince of Greece was coming? Yeah? Who told Daniel that the Prince of Greece was coming after the Prince of Persia? Yeah? Who told Daniel that the Prince of Greece was coming? After the prince of Persia. Who? Yes, who? Yes, Gabriel. Gabriel told him. When Gabriel came to Daniel, he says, I have come to tell you what is written in the, in the scriptures of truth. That's what your translation says, right? But the of rendering is, I have come to tell you what is written in the books of the future. in the books of the few. So, whatever Daniel, Gabriel was going to tell Daniel is something that was already predestined and written down, recorded in heaven. In heaven, there are libraries. There's what we call the archive of heaven. In that archive, everything about you, about God's plans, about God's purposes is already written out. Everything. It says, all the days of my life were what? Were recorded in your book. Before one of them was laid up You following me? Now God gives these uh, beings and angels the responsibility of carrying out these messages. I'll give you another uh, example. When Adam sinned, right? And God chased him out of the garden. Who did God put there? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why did God put a cherubim there? Why didn't God put an angel there? The Bible says with a flaming sword to guard the way into. Why didn't God put an angel there? Why did God put a cherub there? cherubim? Cherubims are are, are 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 ministers of God in heaven, right? Why did God put a cherubim in there? Why not an angel? Huh? Ask yourself could God entrust an angel with the responsibility of guarding the way to the tree of life? Question is can angels be bound? Can angels be bound? They can be bound, right? So God could not trust an angel into, to gather. Because a demon stronger than that angel can come and remove him. Right or wrong? (laughs) Right. Right, so he had to trust a being with higher authority, higher power to stand guard there. Why? Because the closest, the closest authority that existed in Satan's kingdom was that of a cherub. Remember, Satan was a cherub. Satan was not an angel. Satan was not an angel. He was not an angel. He was not an archangel. That's why when Michael fought, came and fought against him, he did not fight him on his own authority. He fought him in the Lord's name. It says, the Lord rebuked you Satan because Satan, had what? As a cherub! He had higher standing. He was an You are the cherub, which what? Cabaret, not an angel. Who are cherubs? Cherubs are, are those who? Yes. Yes. When he fell, his wings were taken off. He doesn't have wings. He says, you wore the covering cherub. What did you use to cover? Yes. And what was he covering? The throne. you can't tell Satan nothing. So if God were to put an angel there, Satan would just... And at that time, he had a demonic authority. So Satan would just move. So God had to put what? A cherub. Because only a cherub could withstand any other authority in the spirit at that time. Follow, follow. So if God were to bring, now think, think about this.
1: The
0: cherubs were were active on earth. These are creatures that live there. Realize I 6, he says, what, what two wings, they cover themselves, two wings. They are dead The f- cherubs never function. They were not created to function on earth. You follow me? They were never created to to function in the earth. Their function was always before the throne of God. Carrying the throne from one place to another. Covering the glory of God. Covering even the ark. The Bible says was overshadowed by what? The wings of the cherub telling you that their station was before the throne of God now God sends a channel on earth to guard the gate of the tree, I mean of, of, of the garden of Eden now this is a being that functions in heaven what is he doing here on earth? now the Bible talks about Melchizedek who is without father who is without mother without any genealogy you cannot trace the genealogy of of Melchizedek to any human race that means his genealogy is in the heavens now you must ask yourself without father without mother he is created and the Bible says he is a man not an angel, a man now who is we are talking about in, in the universe of God who can, who is the only species that can facilitate a ministry of kingship and priesthood in? That is called Melchizedek. You can't say it's Jesus. It can't be Jesus. It can't be. The Bible says he was like unto the Son of Man. He was not. Now, the only man, species of man that existed that has no mother, who's the father of the 24 elders? Eh? Who's the mother of the 24 elders? Where is the genealogy? Let's trace the ancestral line. What is the ancestral line? Now, so you ask yourself, do they qualify to be Melchizedek? Because Melchizedek came in the time before Jesus existed. So this, this Melchizedek had to be somebody that was already living. Who could it be? What is the only spiritual logical conclusion of who Melchizedek is? It's one of them. Now you may ask, but no. How how can now? Here's my question: Why did the cherub leave the throne to guard the garden? Because if our argument is that the 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 elders cannot function on earth, it is also true that the cherubs cannot function on earth. But there is a cherub guarding the gate of the garden of Eden. If the cherub, if God can allow a cherub to Will he not allow? Because the only perfect picture of a priest king is the one who is sitting on one of the thrones. Now, here's another question the thrones they are sitting on must represent a kingdom. True or false? Uh, Let me show you. Colossians. It's one o'clock. So I'm um, saying this. Must I stop. Okay. Colossians chapter one. Amen. I, I will show you. There is structure in how authority flows in heaven the structure, how authority flows in heaven. Right? And in that structure, you have an authority called thrones. Let's read. Verse 15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn. The firstborn over all... Yeah, you see, you, you can't you can't put Jesus, you know, they talk about black Jesus, Jew Jesus. You, you can't categorize him. The Bible says the firstborn over all creation. For by him, now says by Jesus, by him, for by him all things. Oh God, oh God. By him, you know. Every time I read portions like that in the Bible, and I understand what he's saying, I understand what he's saying. I don't have to ask myself, What, what does this and, and the knowledge of his communication is imparted to me. Many times I can't help but cry because only the Holy Spirit can make a man understand this thing. says for by him not him by him not him by him by him by him all things by him that means that means jesus is the substance the material that god used to fashion all things that's what he's talking about for by him he's the instrument of creation by him all things were created that are in heaven Oh oh whoa oh, oh, whoa oh, oh. whoa whoa! All things are created that are in by, by Him. All things. Now I want to focus on the heaven things. All things in heaven are created by Him. So God used Jesus to create the throne He's sitting on. Now, if the throne that God sits on is on by the substance of Christ, other thrones is by who? The substance of Christ. So He's telling us that all. The purest form of authority is Christ. The purest form, the purest essence of power is Jesus. So it says all other things in heaven are created by Him, right? That are on earth, visible and invisible. whether the what? whether the what? There's that word thronos. Thronos seats. Whether the thrones? Thrones. Thro- why, why would He? Put this thing in weather thrones. Says they were made, fashioned by the weather thrones. So the elders, the elders were fashioned, were created by Jesus. That is why they look like him. Says weather what?
1: Weather
0: what? Weather what? Now let's think about the thrones in heaven. The Bible talks about thrones in heaven, right? First, we know about the 24 thrones. Second, we know about the 12 thrones of who Of the tribe of Israel. Second, we, we know about the thrones of the apostles. The Bible says, Jesus, when, 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 the, when Peter asked him, for, for following you, what will he receive? He says, you shall sit with me on the 12 thrones, judging the nations. Right? Then the Bible talks about another category of thrones. revelations and he says and there were thrones right and there were thrones so whatever form or whatever throne is there because not every throne serves a different function like now John said I saw a throne right that throne was not the white the white the white throne but there is a white throne that is coming to judge all men but that one is not for judgment that one is for what? The carrying out of the what? The, the agenda and purpose of God. Then the Bible talks about the throne of Jesus. We shall all stand before the throne of Jesus. The word there is bima. That means for rewards or for losses. So he says thrones is part of what is part of the power structure in the heavenlies. So he says the thrones. So the 24 thrones. And the 24 elders sitting on those thrones were fashioned by whom? It says, by him they were created. So one made like unto the Son of God. Who is that? Melchizedek. He looks like Jesus, but he's not Jesus. He's like the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, he's the Alos Parakletos. In other words, he looks like him. He talks like him. He sounds like him. He walks like him, but he's not him. But he's Alos. He's another one like me. He looks like me. He is like me. The Holy Spirit. If, if if God were to show you Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you would not tell a difference. Why wouldn't you tell a difference? Because it is the Spirit who fathers Jesus. <laughs> so when we say he is made in the image of God, he looks like but he's not here. You are in the image of God. Are you God? But you bear his image. So he says thrones, whether thrones or dominions, huh. or principalities. Now here's the thing. Here's a question: Thrones, for there to be a throne, there must be an exercising of dominion. That's where governments come in, dominions. So the thrones that are in the heavens, the visible thrones. now, the, the 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 physical thrones. Do they govern over territories? Yes. If physical thrones govern territories, should not invisible territories govern territories? So if 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 the elder who sits on the throne has a crown, that means he is a king of something. The Bible says he's king of what? Salem. Salem. He didn't say Jerusalem. He said Salem. Salem is what? For instance Israel had a king over it do you know that Israel had a king a prince over it do you know that do you know that who's the prince of Israel huh who's the prince of Israel Okay, guess. Time is running out. Who's the prince of Israel? Who? Michael. Michael is not Jesus. But they say Michael is the prince. Is the prince of Israel? That's what the Bible says. The Bible calls him a chief prince. He says there is none who stands with me except what Michael. You're what? You're chief prince. Daniel chapter twelve. He says, "And the and the chief prince of your nation shall arise." Oh, it <laughs> makes sense. Gabriel said he is the one that strengthened Daniel. Davis. Then Gabriel says, "I strengthened him." So I ask again, who is Belkiza? If that doesn't prove to you who Melchizedek is, I don't know. But why did I want to touch on Melchizedek? The king and the priest. So it is the priesthood and the kingdom. The strength of Listen, only priests could bless. Only priests could bless. Kings cannot. Kings can only execute judgment. But only priests. Why? Melchizedek comes. He meets Abraham. Right? And the Bible says he blesses him. He blesses him because he's what? The priest of the mosa and the Bible says he brings something with him what bread and wine who is the only one you know that has brought bread and wine he says consider how great this man was that even the patriarch abraham gave a tenth of Let's finish that part and then we close up. Here's a question I want to ask How did Paul know that Melchizedek without, was without father and mother watching the knowledge? How did Paul know that? Hmm. Huh? Huh? Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God gave him that revelation. Only Paul has
1: the
0: only place you read about Melchizedek is Genesis, that one part only, and Paul. And Paul tells us he is without. How how did he get it that he is without father, without mother, without genealogy? Now, beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. <laughs> so Abraham was
1: lesser than
0: Melchizedek. Hmm. Here, now, he, he, here, mortal man receives, here, mortal man receives, verse 8, Hebrews 7, here, mortal man receives, Hebrews 7, verse 8, oh, eight. you are not dead. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Here mortal man receives but they but he receives them who, who is he talking about? He says but there he receives them. Who is he talking about? Of whom? Uh-uh, uh-uh. Context. Context. Here mortal man receives tithes. But they he receives them of whom it is witnessed that he lives who is he talking about yeah uh-uh. melchizedek melchizedek is still receiving tithes bible melchizedek is still receiving he's receiving it under what the order of melchizedek the succession of who that who is the second oh. Who succeeded Melchizedek, both on the throne and in priesthood, Jesus. Jesus is the second one to fill in the order, the Melchizedek order, of priesthood and kingship. So he says, he it." So you can also say Jesus also receives it. Even Levi, who receives tithes, paid tithes to Abraham, so to speak, for he was selling the loaves of his father when Melchizedek met him. Right. Therefore, if perfection were through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise according to the order of Melchizedek? Not being according to the order of Melchizedek. There's one other need. If, If there was perfection in the Aaronic priesthood from which came the law. And notice, in the order of Melchizedek, there is no law. There is only, there is only the power of an endless life. No, law. You'll see. (laughs) He's asking a question. What need that that should rise another priesthood? Then he says, for the priesthood. For the priesthood. Being changed. Of necessity. There is also a change of law. So, you cannot now say that we must follow the law of Moses. Because there is a change of priesthood. So the law of Moses is upsetting. It has been fulfilled and destroyed in Jesus. But there is another priesthood of necessity. There is also another law that we must observe. And that's why we have failed in our Christian world. Because we have tried to follow the laws of Moses. Whereas there is another order of priesthood that has already been established by God. <laughs> for he of whom these things are spoken belongs to another tribe that's Melchizedek from which no man has officiated at the altar for it is evident that our Lord arose from Judah of which Moses spoke nothing concerning the priesthood so the the Bible says the the, the scepter shall not depart from Judah until Siloam the scepter was the throne so throughout Israel's uh, 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 existence it was the tribe of Judah that possessed the throne. Even after God removed the kingdom from uh, 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 Solomon, I mean from his son, Rehoboam, and gave it to Jehoshaphat, he still, he says that there might still be one light in Judah because of David's sake. So the ten kingdoms were with Israel, but the two kingdoms stayed with Judah. Why? Because God needed to retain that order. I know I'm speaking, but I'm speaking to. It helps to know your Bible. Alright? And it is yet far more evident if in the likeness of Melchizedek there arises another priest who has come, not according to the law of a fleshly commandment, But according to the power of an endless life. So in this priesthood is not the law. In this priesthood is the power of an endless life. For he testifies. You are priests forever according to the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand there is what? An annuling. A rejection. Of the former commandment. Because of its weakness and unprofitableness. For the law had made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is a bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. What grace, what love, what mercy. Yegata Hallelujah. Verse 22. By Jesus, by so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better covenant. By so much more, He has become the surety, the guarantee of a better covenant jesus the priesthood brought in a new covenant it's not an old testament thing do you see that the relevancy of the priesthood is still carried strong by the order of the order of aaron is done away with the order of moses is done away with but not this one Because this one carries the power of an endless life. A more better covenant. So what is the church of Jesus Christ doing? Missing and absent in their duties as priests. We have promoted ministry gifts to the expense of the highest one of all. My house shall be called a house of prayer. Please pray for all nations. My house. My house. If it's your house, you know, everything else can go on. You know, the singing, the entertainment. But my house, if it is God's house, he says, only one thing will identify it. Only one thing where only one thing will identify it. The strength of that house. He says, What? A house of prayer. A mm-hmm. house of prayer. Because peace must They must interface God and man. They must receive from God as they pray. And they must also represent man as they pray. The sovereignty of our Christian experience is our ability to ascend by prayer to God. He says he has opened up for us a new and living way. It's new and he says it's living. By his blood. The blood of the everlasting covenant. So we pray, so the body of Christ must reclaim and
1: restore
0: the order, of the order of Christ, otherwise the greatness of God will not be shown. It's like in your own household, I'm, I'm, I'm running off, in your own household, if this thing, if this incense is not established, if this altar is not established, <sighs> house of prayer my house your house can be whatever house my house your house can be a clubhouse house a dance house a singing house a preaching house you know my house that's God it is my house shall be called it is the house the name of the house of God is what the name of the house of god is what is your house the house of god is your house the house of god are you the house of god because it's speaking both to the social structure that exists in the church and also you because you are a house since your body is the temple of the holy ghost are you a house of God? see why we don't we see re, we see a redistribution of the supernatural of God, power of God in our lives. There's no prayer. This house is it the house of prayer. <laughs> you see it now? It's not confessing, confessing. That has its place. Are you a house of prayer? A moving prayer house. Will see God manifest. Let's understand. Shakitu Zara Padilla. Raka Katalina Brasso Bahaya. Nesantali Kibraska Padilla. Father, let there be sanctification in our lives. Zabaron de Rakolo Sheke da Bahaya. Rando Kilitrand de Sharanda da graga branza Father, burn away the filth in our lives. Zabradia, ragabanda, that we may carry out our ministry as kings, our ministry as priests. Le branza gradiya, rayalo sonda le branza bradiya. Kapara dozo cholo bradiya para I hear
1: the
0: Spirit of God saying Some of your marital problems only exist Because the absence of the altar Is prevalent in your households He says rebuild my altars in your houses Rebuild my altars in your community Rebuild my altars in your careers Rebuild my altars in your secret places For your altar la patraleya, My altars have been broken There's a breach. There's a breach. You are fighting your wife. You are fighting your husband. You are fighting at work. You are fighting your brothers. You are fighting your sisters. You are fighting. You are always fighting because your altars are broken down. Begin to rebuild and restore the altars. And begin to burn incense there. You will see the God of heaven who answers by fire answering you. You will see him move in your life. Let the altars burn once again. I hear the spell of God. Let the altars burn once again. Oh Father, make us a house of prayer. In our own personal lives. In our families. No, 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 no. There were 850 prophets of Baal. They built an altar for one God. There was one man, Elijah, And built an altar for God. And by the strength of that one altar, God answered and destroyed 850 false prophets. Be the man, be the woman to reclaim and rebuild the altars of Zion that's what will restore the gifts of the spirit the power the pure power of the spirit the pure revelation of the spirit the purity of holiness and the sanctity of our congregation Build the altar of God. We are priests. Say with me, we are priests. We are priests. And we serve at the altar. And we, we serve at the altar. altar we are
1: priests. And
0: we and are priests, priests. And we eat at the altar. And we eat at the altar. We are, priests, we are priests. And we pray at the altar.
1: And we pray at the altar.
0: We are priests.
1: We are priests.
0: And, God. and God. Is God is our Father. Hebrews 13 he says, We have an altar. That those who are outside cannot eat from. Satan is having a field day in your lives. Problems after problems, challenges after challenges. And you say, God, where are you? Where is your sacrifice your place of offering. I told you when we taught at the Wealth Conference I said to you offerings are a language of the Spirit. Your mouth, the words that come out of your mouth are offerings. Begin to determine in your life that you will restore and you will rebuild altars of your lord in your life it's essential brothers and sisters the destiny of your children depends on it the destiny of generations in your bloodline depends on it i will let my prayers ascend my prayers ascend The Lord. I will let my prayers ascend. My prayers ascend to the Lord. Lift up your hands. I will let my prayers ascend. My prayers ascend. Lord I will My prayers are said My prayers are said To the Lord He said, honor the Lord with what? Your substance. We honor Him with our lips, but we also honor Him with our substance. It is the duties of the priest to offer both sacrifices and praise unto. First in your finances, first in your career, first in every single thing that you do. Because he deserves the first place. He says, I have this one thing against you, that you left your first life. He didn't leave you, you left him. So we must restore that place of priority for our father. Hallelujah. We must, praise God. On, um, on the last week of October, the last week of October, we will have our prayer rally. all right? Yes, we were supposed to have it last, this, this week, last week, uh, this week, right? But because, you know, last week we were traveling and so forth, probably many of you had other commitments so we'll move it to the last month of october okay so prayer really is still there but on the last month of october so what we'll do is that we'll have prayer really the last month and the first week of november okay last month and first week so since it's festives i think probably on november we'll have it twice okay just to seek the lord a bit more a bit deeper so see you guys on Tuesday. Let let me let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Uh, the the services, the week the weekly services are not less important than the Sunday services. In fact, they they. What's the word? They. Here's that word is slipping my mind. They <laughs> complement each other. They complement each other. What, what I am teaching here on Sunday is complemented by what we teach on Tuesdays. So I don't know why you're not coming. Maybe you have, you know, other priorities. But i would think that if you are saying about spiritual development maybe you know even if you don't come regularly but once in a while you show yourself and get what we we teach here or get the tapes get the messages if you really know you cannot make it if you really know you can't get the tapes or ask somebody to record for you and send you and you listen you will you will find out you will be Amazed that what we teach there is as important, if not with more depth, than what we have on Tuesday. So, it's service. Service is service. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, see you guys on on Tuesday, and God bless you. Enjoy your day.